0: this ah, the French. but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister falcon first listen to the man the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one bit inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Oh, my. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Slim tight. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording from a luxury gondola in the Cloud District high above Smogville. This is World Champion Podcast Season 3. My name is Sean. My name is not Brighton. I'm Jonas. Uh, What? Jonas? (laughs) I just heard the record scratch. What? We are two gentlemen who signed a lucrative contract with the mysterious Senior Oro de Burro. Now we have the pleasure of recording the world's greatest podcast. We talk about anything and everything we feel like, forgotten corners of pop culture and other mysteries of the world. We talk good, we talk true, and we talk fast, and you never know what you're going to get. Like Jonas. Like me and just showing up. How did we up? get this guy? <laughs> Hello, I am back. How Listeners will know you from, if you followed any kind of the, the, the character arc of our podcasting. Yeah. Jonas has been a strong character, strong player in it. <laughs> so you'll recognize him from Fiverr Comics and Pizza Party podcast. Mm-hmm. And from three weeks ago on yeah. the, the It episode. Yes. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for shimmying down the rope, down into the gondola, down the line. Yeah. It was was difficult. All I had to do was whip my belt off and just Mm -hmm. throw it over the line. And uh, I'm just glad you guys moved when I just came crashing through the window. That's right. I'm also glad to see you're wearing your your Jaws grill so you can chew through (laughs) the the cable wire on your way out. On my way out, yeah. (laughs) So I hope this goes well. And I, I, I stay in your favor so you don't chew directly through the cable wire. <laughs> You're going down with me. <laughs> We're all going down. We're all going down. Brighton is out. That, that's why last week we had the old Halloween episode. And I know people are demanding new content, right? Yeah. And so we just couldn't because Brighton has a, a severe case of mannomia. <laughs> now what mannomia is, it, it's, it, you catch it up here in these higher altitudes of Smogville in the Cloud yeah. District specifically. It basically, you want to be kind of manly. Yeah. So he's got that manomia. He started growing a, his beard thicker. He started wanting to be, go out and chop down trees, wanting to be a lumberjack. Wearing flannel shirts. Flannel shirts. He smells like leather now. Leather and coffee. It'll pass. The yeah. doctor's telling me this will just pass eventually. So <laughs> prayers out for, for Brighton sick this week. I, but, di- I didn't even recognize him. He had thrown his glasses into the woods. Did I know. Broke him in half. He doesn't <laughs> need glasses. <laughs> he's too proud to get a, an eye exam right <laughs> <laughs> so yes but i mean we we can't really milk halloween much longer so we have to do it today we have to talk about some spooky things we yes. have to, to to round out stephen king month with a bang with an extended bang it actually is over we just added creep show too because <laughs> because we enjoyed because it's fantastic because so it's great it's pretty good so let's let's go right into it what uh What do we got here? Um, Any information? So, Creepshow 2 is the second in a series. Of Creepshow. Right. And basically, the first one is all original stories written by Stephen King, mm-hmm. directed by George. Did George Romero direct yeah, the first one? Yeah, he directed one? it, yeah. And also helped do the screenplay of mm-hmm. the first one. And in this one, they've sort of switched spots, right? George Romero, I, th- I believe, wrote it. Um, So Stephen King wrote the basic stories, right, George Romero, outlines. yeah, George Romero wrote the actual screenplay, and then it was directed by a guy named Michael Gamick. Yeah, I believe. No, Gornick. I believe that he worked on the first creep show too. Yeah. So what the the whole setup of the show? If you didn't listen two weeks ago in our first creep show review, it's basically an anthology. Is that what they're called? Anthology? Yeah, anthology, and they're like an anthology horror film. Right. So they got short little snippets at like ten or twenty minute long stories that are all held together by this spooky <laughs> tales from the crypts <laughs> like framework. Do you know who that is? Who? What's well, his name? Savini. The guy the firm, Oh, Tom Savini. Tom Savini played the Crib Keeper in that under under that mask throwing the newspapers. Really? And he did the voice during all of the Crypt Keeper during all the animations. In the second one? Yeah, in the second one. Cuz he's in the first one as a garbage man. Yeah. No, but uh in this so, <laughs> so, yeah, we should talk about the the guy throwing out newspapers that every the kids looking at him like he's normal. Like he's a normal dude and his head is like twice as big as a as It should be. Yeah, he looks like a real bloated Crypt Keeper. So it it starts out, a little kid's going down to get his comic books, and he's there early, and it's apparently, it's it's like 1950s where there's a guy throwing (laughs) things of like magazines onto the street. And uh, he wants Creepshow, the comic book that's going to hold together this this whole show. Was he at a, I don't remember. Was he at a newspaper stand, or was he just waiting out in front of his house for a stack of them? I think it was. I think it was a grocery store okay. or something, like a little, <laughs> yeah. a small town, like the, a grocery store in, in Main Street, America. Yeah, you know, just like like the, who knows what happened to the last kid? Did you Did you watch Creepshow one? recently not recently no so the the kid in it murders his father at the end <laughs> so i guess they needed this new blonde kid just to replace the other kid because he's in some kind of mental institution that's very stephen king what is having the kid kill the father have the kid kill the father right it is i know it is he there, he's he's got some daddy there's, issues there's I some think, themes under there. themes that run through a lot of stephen <laughs> yeah. king's stuff for sure yeah Okay. Well, so w- was this weird cryptkeeper magazine newspaper guy is is he the same supposed to be the same one from the first one? Cuz the first one's like a, a legless floating ghoul I thought or something. Is he? I can't remember if the first one is <laughs> cuz I mean he's he's at least been working out and eating a lot this new cryptkeeper. Cuz he's I guess it's the job. He's doing a lot of manual labor like throwing around those those Stacks of newspapers and stacks of creep show comic books. But I always, for some reason in my mind, the Crypt Keeper was like the Crypt Keeper. I mean, he wasn't like he was on the HBO series where he's just like, like laughing. A, a puppet. But a I thought he puppet. was like more of a skeleton. He is in the first one, I think. This one, I don't know what this weird guise was of, <laughs> of the newspaper man. Yeah. The bloated, like, because. I, they, I don't know exactly how they're playing it because are you supposed to not know this guy is supernatural? Because the little kid just looks at him like, oh, it's, it's Frank, the newspaper guy. And, and I get maybe he's not as weird looking as maybe there are people that look like that out there working jobs and I shouldn't be judgmental. <laughs> but it, so in the first one, he's a straight up ghost ghoul. Yeah, he's like a skeleton. He's, he's all messed up, as I recall. Yeah, he's a, he's a ghost ghoul. I gotta brag for a minute. I, I've watched so many Halloween movies between a Creep Show One and Creep Show Two, which is literally probably two weeks apart in my real life viewing. Yeah. That I, I've seen so many zombie faces and skulls and stuff, I'm not sure who looks like who, you know? But I'm remembering I'm remembering him <laughs> being very much more puppet like. <laughs> yeah, I uh, not so uh animated. Yeah, speaking of animated, this is great. Just like in the first film, it goes from real-life action into this animated opening sequence. And this is k- kind of, it flies into the comic book, sort of. And that you yeah. know, ties all the stories together. Now, in the first creep show there was five stories held together by a sixth narrative. Yeah, that's how this was originally supposed to be as well. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, they had two additional stories that were going to be a part of this that got cut due to budget budget constraints. So they had the fourth story was a story that was called, uh, I think it was called Pinfall. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> it was about, <laughs> what do you think it's about? It's about or so well, I don't know. No, it's about overweight, beer chugging, bowling, <laughs> bowling dudes uh-huh. that are coming back to uh, seek revenge on the other bowling team that murdered them so that whoa <laughs> yeah. that sounds pretty <laughs> which good which sounds awesome that sounds way good and then the other one was the uh, was called i think it's called either Hellcat or Cat from Hell which ended up appearing on the tells from the dark side movie oh okay interesting so the first story is called what was it called <laughs> it's called Old Chief Woodenhead <laughs> old chief woodenhead and wooden is <laughs> spelled with like it's to, it's the good old folks back in the country town. It's W O O D apostrophe N. Oh, okay. Wooden head. So this is a. What would you dis, what year does it say? What year it is? It's 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 got to current, be the fifties, right? right? It feels like the fifties, but I think that's just the the vibe they're going for, kind of. I because that's like the heyday of these tales from the crypt comics, you know. I mean, the second story is obviously in the eighties. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, f- I mean, it's, <laughs> it's there's no firmly, it's firmly in the eighties. And the third story is firmly in the eighties, but I feel like the first one, I mean, it could be the eighties. It's it's small town eighties though, it's, which is, is w- big town fifties. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so it's, it does feel very, all, I guess the whole point is this is all supposed to kind of feel like Americana, you know, yeah. like little snippets from America, the, 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 dark twisted side. Yeah. So we got a small town there. The, there's a kind of a one store town. It's yeah. is it on, on an Indian reservation or just near one? It's near an Indian reservation. It's on a... I, I, I get the feeling that it's like maybe a mining town or something that's yeah. you know how most of southern utah is. Yeah, yeah, it felt very quaint, very homey. Yeah. There's this old man and his wife that run a corner store and they, they kind of sell everything. It's the pl- place where you'd go. It's kind of like a an old-timey 7-11. A mercantile. Mercantile. Yeah. Right? There's there's not a lot of uh customers they haven't had a paying customer in 4 months mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's not good that's not good for know. business i'm curious how they're paying their bills when they when they had that scene talking about how long it's been since they've had customers <laughs> i thought wow well, he says you know this is, she, his wife is trying to convince him to close the store because they have no business at all running a store mm-hmm. because they have no customers right um but he says I can't close this store. This store is what gave us the money to get married. Mm-hmm. It's what gave us... The Sentimental. It's and But then he says, and it's what has built all of our money for us to retire and also leave all of our money to our grandchildren. Right. And then she says... Well, if we keep running the store this way, there will be no more money for the grandchildren. So he's literally just spending all of their savings, keeping it open. But because because he loves the community, or just because he loves the is community, kind of yeah. Because what he's willing to do is a lot of customers are American Indians down there, uh-huh. and they they head into the store and they trade. Instead, of, they don't have the cash, but they don't want to be shamed. They've been they, they've been getting things on credit but right. they don't believe in credit right so they they trade their necklaces and all their the it's, it's like the family heirlooms, heirlooms for stuff. every one of the yeah it's like ten thousand dollars worth of turquoise and silver so he's keeping the store open for love of the community yeah <laughs> and it, oh gosh we forgot about old woodenhead so and he and he has he has one of those cigar Indians out front right. called uh, that he calls chief woodenhead mm-hmm but he, he's had that in fr- out in front of the store for years and the old man paints it lovingly and stuff yeah and and then trouble <laughs> did you notice so there this is this is the first continuity thing that i noticed and it was very abrupt well, like things in the background moving continuity kind of okay so the chief gives all of the gems and everything convinces convi- convinces ray spruce the owner of the store mm-hmm. and then him and his wife watch him drive off and it's three in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and walk in the door, and it's night. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. It's immediately <laughs> it's night? It's immediately nighttime. <laughs> it's like it's like jarring, because mm-hmm. all of the windows are like pitch black outside. Every, every, I, wonder, every, I wonder if a scene got cut out. I wonder I, if there's I, one more scene of them talking about their financial trouble or something. I don't know, because later... So anyway, they go back in the store, uh-huh. and you find out that there's some hooligans up to no good, and you can tell they're up to no good because of the way that they're talking. And they Aren't they listening to heavy metal and stuff? <laughs> they're not listening to heavy metal, but they're like straight-up Looney Tunes bad guys, the way that they're mm. talking, like, oh, gee, you kicked us <laughs> out of here, alien, but <laughs> we, we didn't get enough shopping. <laughs> like a different guy yeah, laughs. Yeah. It's just yeah. like... Like like the Joker and his henchmen. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So you have three people. You have Sam, who is the son of the of the um, chief, mm-hmm. and then you have his rich friend, right? Andy, and then you have the other friend who is he's the guy that eats. Right? There's just, there's like- his name is actually Fat Stuff in the script. Okay, Fat Stuff, which is funny because uh, I think Sam calls him Fat Stuff once, and then the rest c- time keeps calling him like. Fatso or fatty boy. Hmm. He's he's. There's always in a group of comical, cartoonish villains. There's always one guy that's eating continually. Continually. Like, yes. <laughs> I guess that's a kind of a. It's comical hijinks. You're you're being a glutton. So I guess you're kind of a bad person. You got bad character yeah. or something. It also adds. M- extra comedy because they're robbing a store and they're like, everybody's getting the money and stuff and he's over there eating yeah, candy like, bars. what? Who brings a slice of pizza in their pocket to a robbery? That's hilarious. What? what? You're, the cops are coming. You don't have time to eat a piece of pizza. That's not, that's not normal. Yeah, but I, I love how you in, instantly know that they're, well, other than the fact that they're holding guns, that, they're, mm-hmm. that they are the villains by how they're talking. Right, and so the actor that plays Sam... He is the dude that's in, in Mindhunter and uh, Fight Club, Colt. Holy cow. Colt, what, what, Colt McCannaghy? Is that what it is? Something like that? Holt, right? Mm-hmm. With the H? Right. <laughs> McCallany. I, McCallany. McCallany? That's it. McCallany. Yeah. So he And he's so young and pretty good looking. I was like, hey, because he's talking about how he's going to be a hunk in yeah. Hollywood and, and like how beautiful his hair is. And it kind of worked on me. Like th- by the end of the scene, I was like, yeah, he is pretty good looking. He's, he Does have kind of long, beautiful hair that'll make him a big hit in Hollywood. <laughs> I love how that's all introduced. Like the way that they write the whole reason that he's robbing the store mm-hmm. is him asking if the photo booth works. And then is is that supposed to be for his headshot? Is he going to use those photos? He, I don't know. So he goes to the photo booth and then he's just like, "Look at this hair. Look <laughs> at this man. This beautiful man. I'm going <laughs> How could Hollywood not accept it?" Uh, man, that, have, that whole monologue is just fantastic. That's exactly how I felt when I had long hair. <laughs> yeah. Like I had long hair for a long time and that's I always was just Look. looking in the mirror, rubbing my, running my yeah. fingers through my own hair. <laughs> So that really moved me, that scene. I was, close, yeah. I was close to tears. But they do the typical thing. They're robbing the place. The, every single gang in every movie, they go to rob a place. Uh-huh. And then one guy's going to take it too far. And, and there's no plan for this. And then the other two guys, or more guys, are always like, hey, hey, man, that's enough. Let's get out of here. Hey, yeah, man. Exactly. Like, it's in every it's movie. It's in every movie, yeah. So out of the three of them, they, only Sam was planning on killing. But the other two guys are just yeah. like, whoa. We haven't seen this side of you before, Sam. (laughs) Right. It just seems like it's such a cliche, but so goofy. Yeah. So they rob the place, and for no reason, they kill the old couple. And you get one (laughs) of you get the most classic slow death I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, well, let's talk about that because it was cut out of the the, ver- the version I watched, <laughs> the version. So, I don't know how I did this, but I ended up watching like a British version, like the, so, the UK edit. It's like a UK edit? Yeah. So, it had cut out all the violence and all the blood, but left in all the nudity. That sounds very <laughs> that sounds very UK. It sounds very European. <laughs> yeah. And so this was my first indication that something was wrong, <laughs> is when they kill him. It doesn't show either of the old people get hit with the bullets. Oh, it just shows him shoot, and then it cuts weird, and they're driving off suddenly. You've got to you've got to rewatch the the American version because <laughs> when he shoots the old lady, okay, you're gonna have to just describe eyes, all the violence for her me eyes tonight. open up really wide, uh-huh. and there's just a little spot of blood, and right. then it then <laughs> it and then it shows her husband uh, Ray go. Oh my gosh! No, and then it turns back, and she is completely covered in they blood. They an artery, maybe. And she still hasn't moved. She's still standing, completely still. Shock, man! This is realistic. And then she kind of just slow, slowly leans forward and does like how it's like how people die in plays. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and they talk. No, she does. She's not talking, but she's just how art uh, thou's bullets in in yeah. the- really, 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 really slow really slow death okay good and then he turns and i'm glad it was cut out <laughs> and shoots ray and then he gets a surprised look on his face doesn't say anything just holds completely still and then falls forward dead it's it's like I mean, I guess you would fall over dead, but I don't imagine that anybody would actually react that way. I mean, if I got shot, my first reaction would be like, oh gosh, I'm shot, I'm shot. Well, there's a lot of stuff in this where where Romero, not in this case Romero, but in, in the first one, and I don't yeah. know how much involvement he had as a, as a writer. I think he was a producer, too. It, it took a long time for people to realize to, to make movies about comic books, you just have to make a, a serious movie and yeah. forget the comic book part. Yeah. Because especially in the 80s and 70s, and if you watch any kind of comic book thing, yeah, I think they purposely were trying to do comic book, like almost Looney Tunes type yeah. acting. So he gets shot and then just tips forward. That's and total- like, kind of does that in some of his movies anyway. Yeah, Day, uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the yeah. Dead has kind of got some over-the-top performances, yeah. huh? Yeah. I just watched Day of the Dead. Yeah, they have, they've got, he, he's, he loves some hammy shit. Right, that's true. So- so it, it kind of is a good fit in a way. Yeah. Like if you're making – a this is like a comic book movie for people who don't read comic books. Yeah. Because it, cause it gets across – and that's kind of how the first like Batman movies kind of like that. Yeah. Um, What other movies? It doesn't matter. As the criminals drive off, Chief Woodenhead, he wakes up. He becomes animated. Ah, so here's what, here's what I don't know if you've no, you noticed when you watch this. Okay. Is he's not becoming animated at that point in time. He's actually been animated the entire time. What do you mean? A lot of people, when this movie first came out, thought that there was continuity errors because the statue kept moving. But th- apparently, that was an intentional choice so that you could pick up on the fact that he is alive. You do pick it up. The, yeah, it uh, it does. There are parts where the shopkeeper is painting him, uh-huh. and you can sort of see that it's a dude in a rubber suit moving. Yeah, and and I but, say animated as in moving, not not yeah. like not like animation. Yeah it will show a scene and his arm will be down. And then if you, in the next scene, it will be moved a little oh, bit. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's like, cool. So those kids take off the whole plan. This pisses him off. Yeah. Their whole plan for robbing this place was that their, their buddy uh, has got, had just got a brand new Camaro mm-hmm. and they're going to rob the store and then they're going to go to Hollywood so that Sam can make it big. <laughs> this is not a well thought out <laughs> plan. I kept thinking about the plan. Not to go back to this again, but <laughs> I was thinking about you gonna, you're from a tiny, small town. You're going to yeah. kill someone, and then you're going to leave town, and you're going to leave town with the two other people that have reputations for kind of being hoodlums. So someone's murdered in this tiny town, and the three hoodlums go out to Hollywood. Best case scenario for him is actually to not get famous. Yeah. Cause he gets Cause famous as as and they'll be like, Oh, famous. well there he is. There's the guy that killed yeah. him. Oh, that that's him. That's yeah. what happened to him. He yeah. went out and became a movie star. Right. So it just, especially because the murder was so arbitrary. Yeah. Like if you have this plan, I'm going to leave this small town. I need the money to get to Hollywood and become a star. Yeah. Like why murder someone for no reason? Yeah. Because it's like, you're definitely not going to succeed in being a movie star. Yeah, because you're going to be wanted for murder. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess that's why yeah. he's a criminal. Yeah. So the chief just basically hunts these punks down. One guy gets shot with some arrows. Did right? you? So the arrows I saw. So the the arrows going into the, the to fat stuff watching TV. Did they show? Did they give you the clip of the uh, the Iron Maiden Death Trooper? poster yeah. right oh, when he yeah, got yeah. shot yeah yeah of course nice i noticed touch. i noticed it immediately yeah i know and i kept thinking about how that's synonymous just like having a one guy in the crew that's a murderer that's also there's always heavy metal like that's what yeah. they listen to bikers did- heavy metal <laughs> so on the version you watch when he got shot in the head uh-huh. did it do the guitar squeal yeah yeah that was all there yeah, I, I love it, that it was interesting because parts of it were edited out heavily yeah but then I, thinking back, I was like, well, they left the guy getting shot with the arrows. And one of them goes into his head, right? Yeah. He gets shot in, in the left shoulder and the right shoulder, pinning him down to his chair. I so think that in he, his stomach a couple times. No, too. just three times. Is it? Yeah. He gets shot in the left and the right and then right in the head. It's Forehead. D- that's a dead shot, man. Yeah, That's a great shot. I love how he is, like, the definition of a fat person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got his shirt up. <laughs> he drinks beer and stuff. He He's opens like- up his fridge and gets takes out cold chicken wings and starts <laughs> eating them. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, did you, you know the TV show that they're all watching? Mm, I don't recall. What was it? It's an episode of the Frisco Kid. Okay. And the only reason I bring that up uh-huh. is because the part that they're watching, there's conversation between the Frisco Kid and Poncho mm-hmm. and – you know this because uh, Fatso starts going, Poncho, 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 when he's going over to the TV. <laughs> uh-huh. But in the next scene, uh-huh. I mean, the next uh, uh Se- Like part segment. where it, it appears. Oh, so it appears in every segment? No, or? but in the next segment, the two guys refer to each other as Poncho and Cisco. Oh, that's a nice little continuity yeah. joke. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, Cool. Uh, well, so we go. How does the second guy die? This <laughs> might this might have been edited completely out of it. So here's my favorite thing. Is this the rich kid now? The, yes. This is what I like. Okay. So why didn't wh- they leave town? This is this is what I'm try- gonna say. <laughs> so Sam says, okay, we're all gonna go to our houses. We're gonna pack bags, and then we're getting out of town. Right. <laughs> the fatso goes home starts and starts watching, watching TV, TV and eating chicken wings, like you do after. And a then murder. it goes to the next guy, um, Andy, and Andy for his packing. He Uh literally gets his boombox. That's the only thing he gets. So he's carrying. That's 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 me. That's pretty much all you need if you're going. If you're going to Hollywood, you don't need anything other than. Well, you're going to prison, and so maybe they'll (laughs) let you bring the radio into the prison. That's what he was thinking. Is there's no way we're getting out of this? I'm going to need this radio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he uh, he opens his garage, his car, his brand new Thunderbird or whatever it is, Uh Camaro. I can't remember what kind of car it is, but it's been completely trashed. Oh, it's been hit with his tomahawk, right? Yeah. Chief Woodenhead has tomahawked the hell out of it. Nice. And then you, didn't, good. you don't miss any deaths in that because it shows blood splash on the wall. Mm-hmm. And then it shows him laying dead on the hood. Okay. I can't remember. But the third one I remember quite well. <laughs> the third one's great. When they get to Sam, who loves his long, luscious hair. So he gets scalped, which is like... You sort of see it coming, and it's got that nice uh, Tales from the Crypt style irony yeah. or, or, or twist. Like, oh, his beautiful hair. is getting scalped off. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I also like how he gets pulled through the wall to get scalped. You're really rooting for Chief Woodenhead in this one. Yeah. It, like, had a real good... My One of my favorite types of movies are the Death Wish style movies Yeah, where someone's been wronged and then they're taking revenge. Dude, a classic revenge tell is A classic fantastic. revenge. And this one really, for me, hit the sweet spot where I was really rooting for Chief Woodenhead. Yeah. I really wanted those punks to die. <laughs> yeah. The old couple, they seemed nice. Obviously, they're super nice to the community. Yeah. And then Chief Woodhead returns all of the precious jewels and silver to the tribe. Uh-huh. And, then, and, he, and he's holding the scalp, right? And he's holding the scalp, and he's standing out in front of the store. Now, is scalping fatal? I don't... Well, I kinda, maybe... I kind of don't think. I think... Obviously, it can be, but I mean... Your head it, bleeds a lot. Your head does bleed a lot, but I just feel like that's something you could survive. If you died from a scalping, I would imagine it would be a long, long long painful like, death it, are you just bleeding out? yeah just bleeding out do you think do you think your brain gets cold do you think you could feel that it's just a skull on the top of your head they've never interviewed how much, anyone how that's how been scalped much, how much warmth do you think oh dude you're all that a blood? little blood oh well yeah there is a lot of blood yeah. dude just when you buzz your head yeah and, or just when you shave, shave here's yeah. a good example it's yeah. just getting winter here in smogville yeah. And I, I have been freezing on my face when I shave, freezing. On, I just got a haircut. My head is freezing. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine if the skin layer was completely gone, yeah. my skull, would, my brain would be so cold. Yeah. I forget about all the blood vessels. I mean, that's why your head bleeds so much. It's, 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 it's to keep it's, your brain warm. It's literally yeah. to keep yeah. you alive. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really cold. It would be <laughs> chilling. I wonder if you would hallucinate and stuff from the cold in you, th- through your brain, in your skull, in your frozen skull. I don't know. I if you'd start feeling weird or getting like cuz you know if you read about symptoms of hypothermia yeah. they kind of sound fun like some <laughs> of them don't but i mean you, you like you want to tear your clothes off yeah. like the, anytime you want to tear your clothes off <laughs> well, the moment you're in you're you're going yeah. for the goal yeah you're going for the there's there's you, you you're just doing, you do it let's do you're committed yeah you're, take, you're you're seizing the day right there yeah so i just wonder if you immediately would start seeing like strobes of light or something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, All right. Let's so th- then we go to the second segment. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that ha- that I love. Yeah. And this one, I remember seeing it when I was a kid and it just. Oh, dude, it scared me too. Scared, scared your- the crap out of me. And there's one scene in particular why it scared the crap out of me, but we'll get to okay. it. Okay. I, saw- I actually saw this in the theater. Yeah. During this middle segment, what's it called? It's called The Raft. The Raft. I had to leave <laughs> halfway <laughs> through it, and I went in the bathroom and splashed cold water on my face like this little kid <laughs> I, in the boys' bathroom looking in the mirror like, <gasps> like it terrified yeah. me when I saw it in the theater. And watching it this time, I I sort of couldn't stop laughing. Well, and I guarantee it probably wasn't that scary because if you were watching the UK version, this one has a lot of stuff cut out of it. Oh. This starts out probably the best opening of any segment <laughs> ever. They're in there. They're in a, like a Camaro or a Firebird just tearing ass through through the highway. And you mm-hmm. hear the guy, the overdub of the guy driving. Mm-hmm. I feel the need, the need for weed. Pass me that joint. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know. This started strong. It really it's, did start it's coming strong. coming out swinging. And you've got, like every other great 80s movie, this one feels set firmly in the 80s yeah. because the guy feels like, Kind of the fraternity jock guy from every '80s movie. Yeah, the guy driving. Yeah, he's wearing, I like that he's wearing a San Diego Chargers yeah. jersey. Uh, oh, did you notice the shirt that the girl was wearing? Okay, so this is two. This is two couples, kind of the jock guy and his girlfriend, and then the, his like a, the nerdier friend of the jock, I guess. Yeah. He's still a cool guy, I guess. I he's don't know. It's cool. He's pre- He's pre-med. You know, they're was different. He? <laughs> now, he talks about that. He's, he mentions how when they get to the lake and it's cold, mm-hmm. he says, that water can't be more than 50 degrees. You might get hypothermia. I should know. I'm in pre-med. <laughs> <laughs> he shoes that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so the, that girl with the red shirt, did you notice her shirt? Um, okay. Oh, no. I can't remember. What was it? Horlicks University. Horlicks? What's yeah. that? Horlicks University is the university from the first movie where the crate takes place. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a nice touch. They're throwing a little couple of Easter eggs That's in there That's like a, old school Easter egg, man. Oh, yeah. That was back before they really did Easter yeah. eggs. That's a nice touch. It was a very nice touch. So they, they get to a lake, decide to they swim. Do, they do the classic things that dudes do when they want to see girls in bathing suits, mm-hmm. which is where they act like the water is not cold. Mm-hmm the not the main guy but the second guy mm-hmm. he when they were shooting the film actually got hypothermia yeah. turned blue and had to go to the hospital i did read that that's, that's like insane that might be the, the the hazards of being on a low budget movie which is funny because he's the person that also makes the comment about be careful in there you might get hypothermia i should know do you think that was added afterwards? i don't know that'd be great if it that was, would be but i kind of think it wasn't who I, knows i don't think it was that was life imitating art yeah high art <laughs> Why did the girls, when they jumped in the lake, one of them is literally wearing a A sweatshirt. Right and does and does it she 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 gets in the water what's up with this girl swimming in a sweatshirt <laughs> well no it, i'm okay with her sw- swimming in the sweatshirt like maybe she wants to yeah but the best is she gets in the water swims out to the raft and, and then, then takes, takes it off, off and is wearing a bathing suit and is wearing a bathing suit and right I'm like why what is it? did you just forget maybe there's there's a couple things you should never swim in like a sweatshirt is one of them because it's so heavy or something. and it's yeah. loose yeah and then like track pants like you don't swim in weird I know, stuff like that. you're drown yeah it's wearing something like that um i do love the, the 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 main guy the whole time he's talking shit before everybody gets in the water he is tucking his joint and lighter into his speedo i was thinking a lot about that joint because he gets out of the water and then immediately lights a joint and i was thinking how how I, does I, he have that joint i, I must not have noticed him stuffing here's it the thing is in you can't speedo. see what he's stuffing you can see he's stuffing something in his speedo and then when he goes to light the joint he's pulling something out of his speedo oh, but maybe later a plastic bag or something when he gets attacked, um, he crushes one of those uh, medicine bottles in his hand, so oh. he must have had everything in that. Those aren't airtight either though I guess watertight enough, I guess just or for that little I mean. swim I, I mean watertight no I feel like uh, anyways anyway I I'm, was gl- like, I'm glad was so, like, I was like, why is it, how the hell did he get a dry joint over there? yeah uh, I, uh, that was the need for weed he yeah had. He, <laughs> he, that he felt that he felt on the wood drive there. he swam so fast it didn't get wet, yeah. So they all swim out there, and then as as the girls are coming out, both guys are already out there. Yeah, the nerdier guy, what, which, premed. What, what's his name? I think it's Randy. What were the What were they calling each other? Ponch and <laughs> uh, he's the one that they were calling Poncho. The other guy, the cool guy, was Cisco. So he's Poncho. So let's yeah. just call him Poncho and Cisco. So Poncho notices a big, looks like fake vomit. It does. It looks like you, a garbage it, bag. It's like a garbage <laughs> bag that someone vomited on. Yeah. Like they didn't blow, they didn't <laughs> blow the budget on yeah, on yeah, this on monster this. at all, dude. Well, you want to know what? Reminds even, me, of, there's a lot of Star Trek monsters. Like you want to know what's even crazier about that? What? The guy that designed that quit while they were filming that scene. The special well, effects that's <laughs> guy, not a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> wait, quit because he was not like, what? Does it say why? It doesn't say why, <laughs> but he quit and. While they were filming that, you're scene. ruining my vision of a fake <laughs> yeah, vomit. Right? It's like I was. Do you know the brown monster from <laughs> Doctor Who, the one that looks like a garbage bag? There's also one in in the original series Star Trek, where it's like a carpet garbage sack yes. that's in these caves killing miners. It's a, it's it's an Easter egg. It's a throwback to all of those. I'm okay with it because this, like, I'm making a joke right now, but this is the segment that I had to leave in splash water on my this face. This is it's, the best segment. It, it is the scariest segment, and it's the, it's not scary. Well, so here's what's crazy. Crazy too is this is the only segment that's actually based on a short story that Stephen King has written. Ah, the other ones were all written God. For, I gotta read this one. I bet it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I want to read. I, I got to find out which book it, it's in. It's probably one of his like Skeleton I, Key or, or Night Shift. Or, yeah, one of yeah. the, the con- like uh, anthology books. Yeah, but, I this this also came out. What what you, was this eighty seven? Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. What year did the remake of the Blob come out? That must have been eighty seven around then because. Things, slimy things that melted you really scared me in this era. Oh, no, they they scared the crap out of me, but this scared me more than the remake of The Blob. Yeah, me... Well, the remake of The Blob scared me pretty bad. 1988 was the remake of so, The Blob. So it was right around the same time. Yeah, so this one was, year later. This was melty slime fever. Yeah. And this is also around the time of Return of the Living Dead Part Two. It, where toxic waste yep. causes all the zombies. So yeah. I'm just, I think this was just a bit, and a toxic Avenger was in this. Yeah. It's like a time where toxic waste, waste was scaring everyone. And the Ninja know? Turtles cartoon was going to be coming out Just soon. about, that was the, that was the s- unintended side effect. Yeah. <laughs> People didn't realize like, of all these horrible, slimy, toxic waste movies, you're going to get the Ninja Turtles. So they keep referring to that, the uh, sludge and saying it looks like oil slick. And then you have that weird thing where the doctor dis- describes oil slick for like the pre-med student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old Poncho, Ol describes, Poncho. Describes oil slicks. Have you? They're having a conversation. That's one of the greatest conversations I've ever written. That's got to be oil slick. That's not oil slick, man. Have you ever seen oil slick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen oil slick. What's an oil slick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of like that because it, it gave me like, this is so set in this time. Oh yeah. Just the fact that he they have this goofy 80s like oil slick talk, you know the Exxon yeah. Valdez was around that yeah. maybe a, little, a few years later actually, but just no, I think it was around that time because he talks about how he volunteered to clean up an oil an oil spill on a beach mm-hmm. and how it was like smudgy and all over everything it wasn't grouped together like this. Yeah, it's it's just it's we're coming out of I, Richard Nixon started the EPA so like yeah. mid seventies the the whole world. And into the 80s, the whole world was just starting to realize that what environmental pollution was. Yeah. And so I, I'm sure that's what inspired this, this oil slick yeah. monster. And maybe God, what inspired so all the like blob and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so, the, this monster, say what you will about how it looks when it's moving across the water. But what it does to but you. But when it is attacking you, it is phenomenal special effects. Yeah, that's what makes it so effective. So who gets melted first? So the first is Cisco he is standing there the oil slick goes under the raft and he says it's no under- no one of the girls the girl goes first oh no that's right they're t- <laughs> and it's so stupid mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about they don't know what it is it's surrounding the raft and they're, they're trying to figure out what it is and she just decides well I'm just going to touch it Wait, what are the two girls is it a blonde and a, and a brunette I'm so bad in movies when they don't like Brighton was making fun a few weeks ago where characters are saying names in, in the IT uh-huh. TV series at the beginning of Stephen King month. Yeah. I kind of need that. Like when we did the comic book podcast, we would make, we'd have these discussions about Chris Claremont yeah. who would have the dialogue of the X-Men repeating like every two issues, Wolverine would go, I'm Wolverine and I got claws <laughs> that are x and I'm the toughest there is. Yeah, But that was so helpful to me as a kid when there was no internet and it's helpful to me now. Yeah. When shows where they keep going, "Mike, why don't you get on the raft? Mike, help me, Mike." Yeah. Mike." And then like after 15 times, I'm finally like, "Oh, that guy is Mike." that's the only reason why I can remember that Poncho's name is Randy is because his name is said the most.: That's helpful to me. I don't think they even say the other girl's name that dies first. And then also he yells at her when she's going to touch the slime, he goes, "What are you doing? Don't do that. Get away from there. Her name is Rachel. Rachel, okay, so she's does she just stick her hand in it? What does she do she's, or she she wants oh, she wants to touch it huh? so everybody smokes the joint except for Randy <laughs> and then. She's still smoking the <laughs> I joint. I love that they smoke a joint after they're scared of this <laughs> thing. Well, this let's get on this raft and then let's get high. <laughs> <laughs> after we are, we have this dangerous scare. Well, the dude, uh, uh, just the one Cisco guy says, he literally says something to the extent of, what, you want me to be scared of that? I'm not scared. You know what I'm scared of? Being sober. And then like pulls out the joint and starts getting high. Yeah, that, but that does sound, that does ring true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll give him that one. So she's high and decides she's got to touch it. God, would you do that? I it, Hell seems, no, dude. it seems like a, I guess if you she hadn't seen the duck maybe with that, if I had a stick or something I would not touch it with my hand. There I would never touch it. it just if it was slimy just and it wasn't going to kill me And I very touch poo, it with my It's hand. very poo like slime. Yeah. yeah. Kind of looks like a big huge it lake looks, shit. Yeah, it looks so like that, a, a that would be my ultra viscous diarrhea. <laughs> that's my reason of not <laughs> touching it. Yeah, yeah, exactly cuz I'm afraid it's going to kill me. Exactly cuz it just looks gross. It's just putting your hand in the toilet yeah, basically. Uh, it's gray water. I'm not doing that. Yeah, so it it pulls her in. This it, so melts. I don't. This is where it starts editing. She gets pulled in. Well, did it show it wrap around her arm? Yeah, it showed it wrap okay. around her arm. Does but it pulls her right in, right? It pulls her in, and, and then, then she comes out and she's all covered in it, screaming, it burns, and then it just cuts, and that's oh, it. Oh no! So does she turn into a skeleton? No, she keeps coming up and down, and it's pulling her apart. Yeah, and her face is kind of getting like gooey. That's the stuff I love in the th- and then uh, the uh, blob also, and that's so creepy, dude. And then. And then scary. she gets pulled under, and her hands kind of like uh, and then she's done. Then it goes under the, the go- monster goes under the raft now. Yeah, and he says, "Well, it's under the raft. I'm going to go swim. I'll see you guys later." And then he's getting ready to dive off, and then the other two people have to convince him it's not a good idea. I know. They, I mean, that's where that this thing took a tragic turn because I was like, "Cisco can do it." <laughs> I was like, "He I was rooting him, he's for like, him." He's like, "I'm the fastest. I'm buff, the fittest. Man. I can go get help." And he's and they're like, "No, dude, what are you doing? You can't outswim it." And so mm. he stands there and, and has a conversation with them and because he's standing there having a conversation, it comes through the boards mm. and this, I don't know if you saw, is gruesome and awesome. This one it pulls him down, but it's a tiny hole so it breaks his one leg backwards. Well, did you see when did in the UK version I don't know if it shows the slime go around his leg and then it starts going through his skin? No and and was it's cut like out. Dang. and it's pushing all this blood and like crap out of it it's so cool looking dang i'm gonna have to rewatch this and then it pulls his one leg in and the whole point of a horror movie is like this stuff yeah he pulls his one leg in he's doing the splits and he's freaking out because his one leg's going through Mm -hmm. and then it just keeps pulling him and then his other leg breaks up and like almost kicks him in the face yeah, in the version I watched, it wrapped around his leg, and then it, and then all of a sudden, he's got one leg in, in a hole, and then the next one, his foot's up by his head. Oh, so it cuts, like, it all the stuff. It cuts the, the whole thing. stuff. All <laughs> the good stuff. Which is scary as shit, dude. Yeah. Okay, so maybe this is scarier than I give it credit for, because oh, I, like, I was, like, laughing watching this, but it was... <laughs> it, mine was... It's, it's scary, and then... They decide they have, to not, they have to stay on the boards. Not Well, okay, so here's one thing that bothers me about that scene. Continuity, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was in the one you watched. Okay. So he gets pulled through the floorboards, right? right? And then it cuts to a scene of his hand, and it's just his fingers through the cracks in a floorboard, not the hole that he went through. Uh-huh. And his hand is being pulled through the boards, and his class ring slips off. Yeah, that was awesome. That's way cool. That it's way shot. cool imagery. Right. But he got pulled through a hole, not through a crack in the boards. Well, maybe his hand slid along. Well, that's all I could imagine too. Like it was pulling him under the water, and he was trying to hold on. See, some life. So, like part of watching a movie is is you as a viewer, you have a job too. Yeah, you have to justify <laughs> plot holes by yeah. by thinking about <laughs> yeah. like this. Every time that in any movie where I'm watching, and something like this happens, I'll I'll start going. Okay, well, he didn't go through the hole. Yeah, he must have slid to the side, and it just his fingers <laughs> were in the crack. And, so. And, Okay, so let's so it gets dark happens, It right? gets cold. Mm-hmm. They're... Um, the last two survivors. The last two survivors. Poncho and... and okay. uh, I think her name is Laverne. Okay, Laverne. They have to keep warm, so it's like they hug all night long, right? Yeah. And they don't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the sun starts coming up, and it gets a little bit warm, and then the girl falls asleep and is laying down. She has her face sideways on the raft and she turns up and the entire side of her face is melted with the blob. And her face is, and it's it's a great special effects because she looks up, her face is kind of melted and pulled and then she starts screaming to him for help. Right. And then it starts coming through and getting her arms and she's starting to get covered in it and he's just standing there looking at her and then he looks at the car and then he looks at her again and he just bells. (laughs) Yeah, Poncha jumps in the water, starts swimming like hell. And gets the short and does the classic. I love it. I beat, beat you. I beat you. The gold, golden eye. I am invincible. Yeah, a total golden eye. I'm invincible. <laughs> and then the, the slime just waves, does a little tidal wave like Kalbunga yeah. over him, yeah. pulls him back in the water. And then to to have a a perfect ending to a tales from the crypt style <laughs> <It's so> story. <laughs> okay. No swimming, which bothers me. No swimming and sign. And I'll tell you why hidden, this bo- hidden in the bushes. I will tell you why this bothers me. Okay. Okay. On on three levels. The no the no swimming sign is well done. It's not like somebody just posted it up for the season. it mm-hmm. It's been there long enough it's covered It looks that like that a it's sign covered- that's in like a Disneyland yeah. ride. Yeah. No, or it, does, it does It looks like it's been etched out of wood. Yeah. And then it's been there so long that there is overgrowth right so it's you're not supposed to been swimming in this lake for a long time there's a raft with a swim stair in the middle of the lake that's true that's true so if you're not supposed to swim there why is there something that's literally for swimming there maybe the (laughs) oil monster brought the raft (laughs) Maybe the, Maybe the whole whole. He built the raft. He built the raft. He's like finally a place if you build I can it, call. They will come. I can, a place I can call. No, not even that. A place I can call home. Yeah. He built his home, and this is, this is basically, and these lousy kids came over. Yeah. And we're stomping all yeah. over Yeah. Can you imagine? You go out and you finally find your perfect place. You build your home, and, and four people just break in and it's, start smoking joints in your yeah. living room. You would go crazy. You'd get out the gun too. Literally, you root for the bad guy bad guy is subjective this slime was killing teenage scum smoking joints in his yeah. house <laughs> yeah so let's get to yeah. our last segment <laughs> or unless you have what else you have no, to say about the raft th- that's that's all i wanted to say is is if there's a no swimming sign why is there a swimming raft i was thinking that it was just it was, uh, yeah, God. Because I tried to justify it as saying, oh, well, maybe it's for like no swimming for the season. But that sign is like, like you said, it is so well made. It could be at an attraction in Disneyland. So as as an, a- active, like, an active viewer, we got our work cut out for us is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. To- because they we're really trying. <laughs> we're struggling right now. There is a sign and also a built... A uh, swimming raft with I, a st- I think staircase you I think you figured it out. I think it's the Oil Slicks Monster's oil, an yeah. Oil slick Monster, that's his yeah. home. It's, it's his ra- home. It's his raft. Yeah. And, and they come over, they're blasting They're, blasting they're metal. They're doing drugs. They're doing drugs in your living room. You'd be <laughs> pissed. <laughs> All right, what's our final tale in this? In uh, the the final tale is The Hitchhiker. All right, and then again... I'm ruining this whole podcast just because I watched this weird European edit of this show, or maybe a TV edit, but it had the nude scene in it, so I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, it's got to be the UK Blu-ray, probably. I I was fine with it up to the... Well, no, I wasn't fine with it, but I was okay with it until this one. This one one is about three minutes long. (laughs) This one is basically, to me, a woman who gets in her car and then just starts driving like crazy and wrecking it for no reason. Well, I want to talk about how... It was blowing my mind that – so she – she the, the o- she being, So what is it? Let's set this up. The opening sequence, you have this girl. Um, what, she, what's this one called? Is it it's called The Hitchhiker. The Hitchhiker. And she is uh, – she wakes up. She's in bed. The alarm has not gone, gone off, and the alarm clock is blinking 12 o'clock. <laughs> so this is what blows my mind. This is It shows what a different time period it is because – it shows the time, a story of its time. It shows the clock blinking and I go, "Uh-oh, the power went out." Like literally that's what I, I'm like mm-hmm. saying to myself. Right. And then they have a conversation where she looks at her watch and she goes, "There's something wrong with your alarm clock." And he says, "What do you mean? There's nothing wrong with my alarm clock." And she said, "Look at it." And he says, "Oh, it sometimes blinks 12 o'clock after it's been reset. That means the power must have gone out." <laughs> like this came out in a point in time where they had to explain to the people watching the movie About digital clocks, yeah. About digital clocks and what it means when the digital clock blinks twelve o'clock. I didn't think about that. And then she says, "Why don't you just get a wind-up clock like a normal person?" And he says, "Because it will remind me of of trying to ditch school in between class." This makes a sound. (laughs) What did he he say? He says, "This sounds like walking out to a walking waking up to a bird song in the outdoors." (laughs) It's literally one of those alarm clocks that goes. <laughs> Dude, it's better than those bells. It is better than those like, bells. Like, <laughs> with the bells, that I can't. Like, you would. I, I would, bet you half the people that died of heart attacks before the '80s died from that alarm clock going off with the bells. The oh. hammer hitting the bells. Oh, probably. You would just piss your pants immediately. <laughs> I, you know what I wake up to? What? I wake up to a light slowly getting brighter. Oh, really? Yes. You have like a real fancy alarm clock. No, I have a I have an LED light bulb that you can set on a timer and you can set the brightness. So it turns on. So you at, do it like turn on in eight hours or no? What? It turns on and then over over thirty minutes it get, it slowly gets bright. Does that wake you up? Yeah, wake me up all the time. Huh? I just have the nice iPhone. I'll I'll have to be <laughs> in a movie and explain. You know how there's an alarm <laughs> clock on your iPhone? <laughs> you just have to set it. <laughs> So this and this whole scene, like the the layout of this apartment. Did you notice know this, this woman's hair? This woman's outfit yeah. is so crazy eighties. And I guess apparently, so like when it's introduced, I'm like, oh, she's obvious. She's like, I got to get home to my husband. I'm like, oh, she's cheating on her husband. But then you find out that it's she's cheating on her husband with a gigolo because mm-hmm. she pays him right. But did you see on the headboard behind him? I didn't. Know. Stephen King books. Nice. Oh under- yeah, I did notice yeah. that. I did notice <laughs> yeah. that. That was. That was another little Easter egg. And that one's not as subtle. It's not as a sweatshirt. It's it's like blatant. But I just watched uh, Monster Squad the other night and one of the kids has a shirt that says Stephen Stephen King. Stephen King rules. You can buy it on Etsy. I was going to I probably should. Um So She gets up, she's What is it nighttime? Morning? That's what I couldn't figure out. Eleven fifty at night. Oh so it's okay. So they went to sleep for a little while, like 2 hours, I guess, maybe. I don't know. She's like she's like shit, what am I going to tell my husband? She keeps saying the whole time she's driving like trying to make up a story as to why to account for the time in which she's been gone. So here's my question. Okay, in the 3 minutes you watched it, yeah. you you she's driving and she's leaving where the giglo is. It's mm-hmm. in the middle of down a downtown city. Okay. The next part you get, she's driving down a windy mountain road because she lives out in the woods, I guess. Right, that's what you would think. Then the next scene is her driving through a city. Mm -hmm. Then the next scene is her driving through the woods. Maybe she was really far away. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's why she has to (laughs) leave at eleven fifty to get home by seven a.m. by seven a.m. Because that's what I'm saying. I'm like, gosh, if you're gonna cheat on your husband, like. Do you need Especially if it's a gigolo. Yeah, you, with a gigolo, do you need to find a gigolo that's like two hundred miles away from your house? Yeah, maybe she just went on some crazy Coke binge <laughs> or something. Like partying, <laughs> driving, spending money. Oh, well, so when she's trying to account for time, she's not trying to account for the last three hours, she's trying to count for three the last days. three days. Yeah. yeah, three days like what day is it? Oh <laughs> shit.
1: Um oh, man,
0: that, yeah, so she's just got getting home. I'm fine with that. That's what yeah. I, I believe that. And then, she does she run a red light? Is she, she's, she's smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Cause she's, Cause tr- she, she's trying really hard to figure out a lie. Uh, if this was made in 2017, she'd be looking at a her cheap phone. She big Lebowski's. She's straight up Big Lebowski's. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, she drops the junk, she drops the cigarette, cigarette yeah. in her lap, and she's trying to she's trying to slap it out of her lap, and then she skids across both lanes of traffic, goes through a sign, flips around, hits the the uh, the the guardrail, flies across the other side, and just plows over. Um, Is it a homeless guy? No, he's not not a homeless just guy. Just a guy, just a guy who's uh, hitchhiking. So this is the last I saw of him in in the in the version <laughs> I watched. From this point on, she's just driving crazy and screaming. Oh my gosh, dude. It's he, it, it's actually it's cheesy and it's funny, but it's it the special effects are are pretty rad. They're pretty yeah. Um so, so he as he, uh, I remember Yeah, no. He's uh he's laying there dead and she sees headlights come around the bend so she just peels out and yeah, goes. She can't take her off. coke binge on this note. She's just hit and run. So the car that was coming around sees the dead body and gets out, and then you get the beautiful Stephen King cameo where he says, yeah, some lady just passed me with her lights off. I don't know what's going on. Is that a black guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird line. It's a weird line. This was like it was way later. And by the time we got to this point, I was getting a little dozy the lady, watching it. But I was like, "What the fuck uh, who was the that?" The passenger of the car gets out and says, "Wait, what's going on?" And he goes, "Guy got creamed. Happens all the time." <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, it's true, and, and that's it. Those are his lines, and they are fantastic. Nails him. He's got Nails two him. lines, he just and he kills it. Job done. He can go home. Yeah, nice. So, can she live with the fact that she's killed somebody? So, right. she's trying to convince herself that he's not dead. And then he <laughs> appears on the side of the road trying to hitch for another ride. Mm. She pulls over, you know, does the thing where she shakes her head and, like, blinks her eyes and then looks in the rearview mirror to see if she's imagining it. And he's gone. And then you get the jump scare of him knocking on the window. Is he bloody at this point? And he's bloody at this okay, point. Okay, so I don't even remember this. So, this was cut out maybe. So, his face is pretty bloodied up. And he's like. Hey, lady! Thanks for the ride. because yeah, that's what I remember the most as a kid is the thanks for the ride. And I don't think ride. it's even in the UK version and I, and at like all. I did. I don't even know if he said it like once, maybe. Yeah. So he says if, it. <laughs> if so, I think he says it once. So he says but he says it like twenty times oh, he, easily. It's 20 like the times. rest of the skit, or I keep calling it a skit. The rest the of the segment, the segment. Yeah. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks. Yeah, for the ride, she tries and to it get. It. Doesn't it get increasingly gross. That's too? the thing. So she keeps running him over and like. There's one point in time where she opens her glove box and she shoots him like four times and twice mm. in the face and his face is starting to split open. Yeah. She rams him against a tree and his head gets smashed. Are all these special effects Tom Savini, they are, right? Does uh, yeah, he yeah. He d- he's too? doing the special effects. They look straight. He's great. Oh, at this dude. point, he's nailing it. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. So he, at the very last shot, she makes it home. You think it, she's she's safe and she opens up her door to the cart and this <laughs> mangled gross oh, missing man, the I top of I... his head it's basically just the bottom jaw and his tongue i gotta rewatch this and he's like hey lady thanks for the ride and then he comes in and he straight up goonies wet lickery kisses her <laughs> <laughs> with his tongue is just like licking on her face like that kill her? oh and then he starts choking her but oh it's, but uh so yeah the version i'm watching she's just driving crazy and screaming and yeah and it was over but luckily I knew what I knew what happened. But yeah, already. no, it, the special effects are great. It is that one is still a, I mean it's dated. It's a little bit cheesy. Um but it's good. The special it's kind effects of what are what The awesome. charm is like I just I I would say I love old 80s horror oh, movies. I love it too. I would say that, I mean this is definitely worth like watching over and over again. It's 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 campy, but that's what's awesome about it. It I I think the first one's a little bit better. I love The Raft. The, Ra- I the Raft is I got to rewatch it cuz I I I, I my experience was kind of ruined by my edited version I watched, but the when I saw it in the theaters, and I saw it on cable and stuff as a teenager, yeah. I j- I I really liked it. I always really liked this movie. It's uh, it's I mean, if if they're taking out all the gore, that's <laughs> all of out of, of a, f- out of a horror movie, <laughs> out of out of a horror movie, out of a violent horror movie, <laughs> then you're not gonna get yeah, the gist. I was still, I was <laughs> laughing. I had a, I I left laughing. Yeah. A non stop it was, a, I was, it. I, it, it was just so ridiculous. By the time we got to the Hitchhiker and it wasn't even <laughs> showing the Hitchhiker, I was just like, Really yeah. like why even release this movie? Yeah. And then so, uh, what- I guess yeah. What's how's it end? Is so there, then it goes. There's take, not much of a narrative with the kid, right? Yeah, no. no. So in between each thing, so the first in between the first one and the second one, he goes to the post office and he gets a package that's COD, that's nine ninety nine, and he right. says, "I ordered this from the Creep Show magazine." And mm-hmm. the guy, the guy's like, "Why would you order that junk?" And he's like, "It's not junk. This is really good." And then in the second one, he's walking home from the post office and he ha- and he's talking to. Oh, no, he tells the guy at the post office in the first one that it's a Venus fly chap. Oh, that's right. And it eats blood. It eats meat. And then in the second one, the bullies attack him, and he's running away. And then in the final one... God, this is so dumb. (laughs) In the final one... I remember now. He gets to the field... And apparently, he's planted a bunch of the Venus flytraps there, and they eat the bullies. Yeah, which I guess it's fun. I was, it's a little over the top, but, but I mean the uh, whole show. It is. cuts right back into live action again from the animation, and you get another shot of Tom Savini in that <laughs> Keeper outfit, <laughs> yeah. laughing as he's as the truck's driving off into the sunset. I wonder so, why they changed him. I don't know if you st- stuck around and watched the credits because I remember at this point I was dozing, I was like asleep. I point. remember from when I was young uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that the credits had something very, very interesting at the ending. Oh, really? Um, it was wasn't it? like a hidden thing, but at the end of the entire credits, like yeah, this so, was like the original Easter egg movie, man. So at the end of the credits, you had that Ju- juvenile delinquent. I'll just read it. Yeah, read it. Juvenile delinquency is the product of pent-up frustrations, stored-up resentments, and bottled-up fears. It is not the product of cartoons and captions, but the comics are a handy, obvious, uncomplicated scapegoat. If the adults who crusade against them would only get steamed up over, sorry, <laughs> over such basic causes of delinquency as parental ignorance, indifference, and cruelty, they might discover that comic books are no more a menace than Treasure Island or Jack the Giant Killer collier's magazine 1949. Yeah. yeah so at the very end it has that to tell it has you has this weird thing defending comic books defending comic books it's crazy wow that's weird this was really a passion project maybe yeah, yeah. i knew that stephen king was into this kind of stuff but maybe george i guess george romero's a cool guy he made zombie movies yeah i'm sure he was they in- were all influenced <laughs> by these 50s horror comics yeah. right they must yeah. have been the What were they, EC? It was the EC, yeah. yeah. And it was just like Tales from the Crypt and Tales of Suspense and all this, yeah. all this stuff. And I haven't read them in a long Tales time. Tales of Horror. Brighton says that they're really horrifying. Of the ones that I've read, they are no, unbelievably horrifying. Nice. That's what I would love, though. How this movie was to us as kids is how those comics were to like Stephen King and those guys. Yeah. It was like we are we are seeking out the same product. We yeah. want the guts. We want the zombies. <laughs> Don't give me that we UK want, version. Yeah. I want the American version. We want the gore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow. It's it feels good to extend Stephen King one month one month. Next week we'll we'll get Brighton's thoughts on it. But what what yeah. are your thoughts on just this movie? I overall? like it. I like it overall. I like it a lot. I mean, it has it has. I mean, I obviously have nostalgia for it because the raft stuck with me so much from when I was a kid. When I would describe scenes from movies that actually truly scared me, like that's the one scene that, that has stuck with me my entire life. I know. It's interesting. You think back to your childhood and all the, (laughs) the thing, most of the movies that did scare me that way. I, I like, I love now. Yeah. I, I was terrified by aliens Speci- That was one of, that was probably yeah. the biggest scare as a child to me is aliens. And it's one of my favorite movies oh, yeah. now. And the thing and the thing, yeah. Stuff like that. The blob scared me pretty bad when they're trying to pull their friend out of the, out of the blob and the guy's arm comes off. <laughs> yes. I was like, ah, yes. But I mean, I was a, my dad was a big reader when I was a kid. And so he was, he would, would always tag, like bring me along so, to the bookstores and I would just go look at magazines, you know, we yeah. we'd be in there for an hour. And I always, as a kid, wanted to get, I'd look through the Fangorias, mainly Fangoria. Yeah. And so a lot of movies, you're a child, you don't have a way to get there, you don't have any money. And so some movies I had, I wouldn't even see as a kid, but I would look at the images in Fangoria and it would really stick with me. Yeah. And I remember a, a photo in a Fangoria of, of someone, like a scene from the blob of someone melting. And it was yeah. years later when I finally saw that blob. Yeah. But it just stuck in my mind, and this, this raft stuck in my mind. Yeah, no, we saw this in the theater because my parents got divorced when I was little, and mm-hmm. so when we would go with my dad for the weekend, he would take us to the drive-in, and mm-hmm. me and my brother would get to choose the movie. Oh, nice. And if it was too scary for me, my dad would just make me watch the movie, because we chose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, okay. oh, I see. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, when so you got you caught got smoking, ca- you had to smoke the whole so, pack. So you got a case of manomia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a bad case of manomia. You just had to man up yeah. and smoke the whole pack. You had to smoke the whole pack. All right. Well, that's, I mean, I, I'm glad that, that I saw these horrible things as a child. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Stephen King rules, like he we does. said earlier. Stephen all King right? rules. All right. I think that'll wrap it up. Um, Write us in, email us in, do all that jazz. You know where it's at. Yeah. worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com for all your inquiries. And we will see you in in next next week. week. Brighton will be back. He will, he will, he will will shave his beard. No promises. He will shave his beard. (laughs) He'll, he'll he'll have tape on his glasses. Mm -hmm. He will be back in full effect. It's that or, or it, it'll be he'll show up as Gandalf and be so much a man huge beard that he just he, he's done with this thou his, shall not yeah, podcast yeah exactly he'll hit that the gondola <laughs> will f- fall in flames <laughs>